This episode of the Small Church Media Podcast is sponsored by Tithely. Although we talked a lot about Tithely's online giving platform, I want to quickly talk about their church management software. With Christmas coming up, I hope you have a game plan on how you will be able to follow up with people who walk into your church during this Christmas season. With the church management software, you are able to put people into groups so that you can ensure that no one falls through the cracks as you follow up with them throughout the year. Check out all of Tidely's church-based, church-focused softwares by clicking the link in our show notes or typing in smallchurch.media forward slash Tidely. Today, we're talking about why most social media posts fail. And as we work through our series on social media, we need to see what we're doing wrong before we can begin to do what's right. You know what I mean? I think you do. So let's get it. Well, what is good, everybody, and welcome back to the Small Church Media Podcast. You know, I think I kind of became the unofficial FIFA World Cup schedule, um, I don't want to say analysis, more so information for some of you guys who don't follow soccer (laughs) at all. But man, I'm looking forward to tomorrow. Well, actually, technically it's today because today's Tuesday. I recorded this yesterday when Messi hopefully has a chance to continue to prove that he's the greatest soccer player of all time as we are entering into the semifinals of the World Cup. Looking forward to next Sunday, which, yes, I mean, yes, church, we can gather with the Saints. But it's also the FIFA World Cup final. So I'm super excited about it. I'm already grieving the fact that I can't watch soccer all day, every day anymore. But I will promise you this. My wife is over the World Cup already. So if you guys are over the World Cup already too, it's totally okay. Just let us have this one, all right? We only get it once every four years. So just just let us have this one, all right? But either way, I hope you guys are enjoying the Christmas season with your church family. It's officially week three of the Advent season. And at this point, I can probably guarantee that you have already got most of your Christmas pieces in place for your Christmas services, for the Christmas season, for follow-up, all those different things. But if you have not even begun to even say, oh goodness, we need to create a church Merry Christmas graphic or something for our servant series or whatever, head up and head head up, head over and hit up the Small Church Media Library over at smallchurch.media. And if you go to the podcast episodes from last November, even some into October a little bit, we have a lot of conversations about, yes, how to prepare your church for the Christmas season, but also how to prepare your church members to come back after the Christmas season is all said and done. So in the show notes, I'm going to drop a link to that one specific episode where you can begin to use the Christmas season as a way to hopefully launch into January 2023 and get people to not just show up the one time for Christmas, but also come back next year, next month to continue on their faith journey and how you can partner with people on their faith journey journey. But we're not talking about Christmas today. We're talking about social media, and we're continuing with our social media conversation. Now, last week, we had the conversation all about the truth about social media and what it means for your church. And to be honest with you, I kind of painted a little bit of a doom and gloom type picture in your mind where we are no longer living in a platform like how Instagram and Facebook used to be back in the day where anytime you posted anything, it would always show up in people's feeds as they scroll. But now we're living in a pay-to-play world where if you want people to see your social media posts, you got to start paying for people to see it. However, I do think there are ways that we can organically grow our social media, 
organically have people engage with it and organically reach the people that we need to be able to reach. But before we do that, we first need to talk about why social media posts often fail. And then in the coming weeks, we're actually going to talk about different strategies that we can have to help our church people and help create content that is actually engaging, that people want to engage with. So today we're going to talk about why do most social media posts fail. And I'm going to give you four reasons and then I'm going to tell you how to fix one of these reasons like right here, right now on this episode with some quick tips as we leave this episode. So here's reason number one why most social media posts fail. You have no strategy on what you are posting and why you posted it. Okay, most social media posts fail because oftentimes most churches, maybe even yourself, has zero strategy on why you posted what you posted and then just what you posted in general. Now, what do I mean by strategy? You know, you already kind of know what this word is, but a strategy is the game plan on the types of posts that you're going to post, where you're going to post them and what you want people to do in response to that post. So. A strategy also helps you plan further out with what you want to post. So the strategy, as we just already said, is the game plan of what you do, how you're going to do it, where you're going to post it, and how you want people to respond. So let's take an easy example, all right? It's Christmas season, so we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Vacation Bible School, because Vacation Bible School, for most churches, is coming down between the next six, six to seven months, maybe eight months. But we all know Vacation Bible School is coming. But here's my question, and I want you to start thinking about this right Right now, in regards to Vacation Bible School, but what is your strategy going to be, your social media strategy, rather, going to be for Vacation Bible School in order to advertise it, in order to talk about it, in order to get people to engage with it, and hopefully get people to sign up for it? So what will your strategy be for Vacation Bible Schools? Is it to maybe get testimonials from kids and parents, both who are your church members and those around your community who have come for years about why they love your VBS? Maybe you want to have some pictures to post and create some graphics around those pictures that you took from previous years. Maybe you already are thinking about the theme that you are creating and what you or, or purchasing or getting a part of and what you can do to use that theme throughout your social media posts. Or this is my favorite idea. Shoot a quick video about one of the games that people will play when they come to your VBS. And if you start doing this idea of a strategy of going, okay, so we have six months out. What is the type of content we need? Need to be creating and should be creating. And then you create a whole time frame on what you're going to create, when you're going to shoot it, who you're going to talk to. When it comes time to start posting this stuff for social media, you're no longer feeling rushed and making sure that you just have to have something up there. So you just slap something up there. No, 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 no. You've created a strategy around what content you're going to create, where you're going to post it, and what you want people to do after you post this content already. So you've already created a strategy around just VBS. Now, I know it's hard to create strategies around a year-round calendar, and I totally get that. So sometimes I think it's easier just to figure out what are the cornerstone events that your church do every single year, and how can you use social media well to make sure you're advertising for those events in accordance. Now, granted, you can have different strategies on different other types of posts, and we'll talk about those in future episodes. But at the end of the day, end of the day you need a strategy for your social media posting. And so many times, so many small churches, they just feel burnt out. 
And maybe you feel the same way where you're like, oh, goodness, Mark, we tried and we tried. We posted different things, but it never works. People don't engage. And then you start to ask the question, why on earth am I even doing this? And if you have a strategy and you can give yourself and your church members the why behind the what, sometimes, I mean, it still has a little bit of burnout. And yes, you still need to ask the questions of, is this even worth it? But it can help give you a why behind the what. So that way, when you start getting tired and go, I don't really want to make this. I don't really want to dive into this content. I know, man, we got, well, we got VBS coming up. We want to create engaging content because we want more kids to come. So let's do it. When you have a strategy, you can set a vision in front of you. So that way, when you start getting tired, you can see the end line and you can keep moving forward. But a strategy, though, is only as good as A, the planning that you did, and then B, looking at the stats when it's all said and done. So every so often, whether it's an event or just as you're posting from month to month, make sure you check your stats to make sure that your strategy is working. And if it's not, maybe it's time to adjust your strategy. Again, we'll talk about that in future episodes, but we're going to continue on with why do most social media posts fail? And the first reason is because you have no strategy on what you post and why you are posting it. The second reason why most social media posts fail is because your posts are not interesting enough for people to like, comment, or share. People don't respond if your content is not interesting. And right now, we are living in a world of Canva where everyone's a graphic designer, not really, and they create graphics all the time that are supposed to be engaging, not really. But now then that creates a new problem where all these posts just look like Canva graphics. So sometimes it's not just the fact now that you have a pretty graphic to go with what you're what you're trying to talk about, but the content on that image and in the text and it actually matters sometimes just as much as how it was created in general. Hopefully that makes sense. And if not, I'm explaining what I kind of mean here. So for example, if you have a quote from, from you, you're, you're, you're a pastor, you had a, you know, you just preached a sermon this Sunday. You're like, okay, I have a few different quotes or points that I want to put on our social media post. So I'm going to open Canva, you know, view one of their quick little templates, slap it in there and just click publish and you're good to go. Or you know what? Let's just keep it clean. A white image, black text, boom, share it that will actually get less engagement if instead you take a picture of yourself preaching and put that text on top of you preaching because it's not just the fact that you're creating a graphic, but you're in creating engagement styles of content on that post itself. Or another idea is with one of my other podcasts, Real Talk Christian Podcast, um, we created a post. It wasn't that long ago, actually, but we created a post a while back on the amount of manuscripts that we have from ancient written works in antiquity, such as like Homer's Iliad, um, a bunch of other different like Plato and Aristotle and Socrates. And I, I, I can't remember who all was written there. But basically, we had a whole different table of different works of antiquities and how many different manuscripts we have from those. And then what year dated do we have of the oldest one that we have? And what's the date gap between when it was actually written and the manuscript that we have? And we compared that to the copies of the New Testament with the exact same stats and why that matters and what we can, what, what type of encouragement does that actually have for our faith? And And to this day, that is the single most shared, liked, and commented piece of content that we made both for Facebook and Instagram 
that we've ever created. Like that, <laughs> that single post has literally the most shares that we have ever had for any type of post. And why? Because it was something that it was interesting for people to share. It actually caused them to have a little bit more um, credibility with their faith. And they wanted to share it on their own Instagram stories to be like, look, the Bible isn't full of crap. I actually have a couple of reasons for why I have the faith that I have. And people were proud to share that because the post was interesting enough for people to like, comment, or share. So if no one is ever engaging with what you're post or with what you're posting, maybe the reason is because it's just not that interesting. So so far we've talked about why most social media posts fail. Number one is you have no strategy. Two, your posts aren't interesting enough for people to like, share, or comment. Or number three, we've talked about this before. We're going to talk about it again. You're not creating the right content for the right platform to get you the results that you want. Now, again, we've talked on this topic various times here on this show, but we're not gonna give it any space here in this episode because we're actually going to talk about what we can do to fix this problem in future episodes. But all I can say is create a bunch of different types of content and just see if it works, okay? That's a little tidbit for there. So if you're not creating the right content for the right platform to get the results you want, maybe you need to create a whole bunch of different types of content and just see what happens. But we're talking more about that answer specifically and what we can do to create the right type of content in future episodes. But we're going to keep moving on, all right? So, so far, again, just another recap and tell you what we talked about. Why do most social media posts fail? Number one, you have no strategy. Number two, they're not interesting enough. Number three, it's not the right content for the right platform. And the last one, number four, is your church members don't know what to do when you post. Your social media posts fail because your church members don't know what to do when you post. If your own church members do not interact with your social media pages, how on earth can you expect anyone else to interact with them? Okay, so how do we fix these issues, all right? So there's an answer on how to fix each one of these issues, and like I've already said, in the coming weeks, we're gonna talk about in each one of these points, but today, we're gonna talk about number four, okay, that your church members don't know what to do when you post. So what's the simple answer of making sure that your church members know what to do when you actually post, okay? The answer is honestly simple. Simply train your people on what to do when you post and set the vision for them for why you post what you do. Talk about what you're doing on social media and what people can do to get involved with these types of posts. And here's the big kicker, okay? Do it from the stage. A few years ago, we implemented a new social media strategy on our church's Facebook page where we were just asking interactive type questions. No images. We would just type in a quick status, put one of those image blocks behind it, like what's your favorite ice cream or what's your favorite fast food joint in the area? Or we would do images and say, um, out of these four, one has to go. And it's like Starbucks, Target, um, Amazon, and, and something else. I don't know. But we had people starting to email our church and text our church and actually call Pastor Scott and say, why on earth is Mark posting these posts? These have absolutely nothing to do with anything. I'm talking about old people as well as young Gen Z as well. They were like, what is going on? Why are we posting these types of posts? And I had a very simple why what I was doing behind the post. But the problem was is I did not properly train 
berate my people for why I was posting that type of content and what they were supposed to do when they saw that type of content. And we'll talk about that in a coming in, in a couple of coming weeks. But the cool thing is, is when you create different types of posts and you can then engage with your church members, now from the stage, you can actually engage with different social media posts that you've already created. For example, that, that whole conversation about what is your favorite ice cream? Let's say your church makes an Instagram post, or uh, not an Instagram, it does, it does not work well on Instagram. This is pretty much Facebook only. And on Facebook, you say, what is your favorite type of ice cream? And let's say people start just commenting on it. Make sure you do it on your personal page included, admin assistant, youth pastor, whoever, make sure your staff is actually interacting. But also just make sure that when you guys are interacting, you guys interact with everyone else. But maybe you walk up on stage and as part of your sermon, you make a joke where it's like, you know, this week we asked you guys what your favorite type of ice cream was and Bill, man, I didn't know you were a mint chip fan. And then make it even funnier and just toss them a thing of mint chip ice cream in service. That would be stupid, hilarious. But you can actually interact and from the pulpit say, hey, we did this on Facebook. I saw your answers. Let's have some fun with them. Or maybe from the pulpit, you say, this month, we are focusing on teaching this topic via our Instagram and Facebook page. This is not going to be a sermon content. This is completely different. And if you want to know more about how you can engage and, and, and think about this specific issue, make sure you follow along our Instagram and Facebook page. So that way you're telling people, hey, we're creating something for this. And if your strategy and you've already thought through it and you've already created this content, you don't have to pull it out of your butt really, really fast. You've already created it because your strategy has showed you this. You can tell people, hey, this is what we're doing over the next month on Facebook and Instagram. Make sure you follow along or just unapologetically tell people to say that, hey, the best way for us to grow our social media accounts is for you to like, comment, and share a post whenever you see it because the more you do, it helps more people just like you see our content. You know, it's part of my day job. I'm a website designer, website developer, and one of my favorite things to do is design websites that for churches that just simply work. So if you need a website, hit me up. Let's have that conversation. But as part of what I do, I actually work for a church social media company, okay? And so they do social media companies, but they're like, man, people are asking for websites. We need websites. And so, hey, I'm 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 their web guy. So when they need a new website, they call me and I take care of it. But as part of their social media training of what they do for churches, they create content, but then they also train people as well what their biggest push is, is helping your people understand that they are digital missionaries. And when you think of a missionary, the idea of a missionary is you're going out into the world to preach the gospel, maybe to your culture or to a new culture. But our culture is social media. So if you start training your people to say, hey, we are trying to be digital missionaries here with the content we create, but we can only do it with your help. You are now setting a vision and a mission of how your church can get involved with your church's social media. So today we talked about why do most social media posts fail? And again, we talked about there's no strategy, your posts aren't interesting enough, you're not creating the right content, and your church members don't know what to do when you're post. The biggest thing you could do right now is engage the fact of helping your church understand what you are posting, why you are posting it, and then what can you or what can they do to help grow the reach of your social media posts. But then you got to make sure that you're creating good content, that you're showing up in the right places and doing the right things where they see your post, they actually go, yeah, 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 we, we want to share that rather than like, okay, I know so, um, I, um, I, I know Pastor Bill, 
um, wants me to share this, but I ain't sharing this. This this, this ain't good. <laughs> you got to make sure you're creating good content. So make sure you guys come back to the next following weeks where we're going to talk about right now. I only have six written down. It might evolve from there. But over the next couple of weeks, we're going to talk about six different types of posts, how you can create those, how those lean into your strategy and how each one of these different posts are different, have different goals, but they each, and, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They're each building blocks and building this beautiful social media presence for your church. So make sure you come back next week, but before you do, start working on how you can get your church to get on board with your social media vision and vision, and don't be scared to talk about it from the platform. Well, guys, this is it. This wraps up another episode of the Small Church Media Podcast. Check out our show notes. If you got any questions about different episodes that kind of had the same feeling, you're like, I like what we're talking about, Mark. What are other episodes that relate to this topic? Because I'm ready to listen to them like, I'm ready to listen to them like right now. I don't want to wait till next week. I will tag some other episodes in the show notes. I'll also put links down for Tidely where you can learn all about their giving platform and their church management software and their app builder. And I mean, it's, it's lots of good stuff. Maybe you don't need it all. But Tidely is an amazing, amazing platform. And make sure you hit up the free resource library where you could take the free Canva mini course on how to create service series graphics for your church that don't suck. You can also download other social media posts and maybe get you going through the next couple of weeks as we talk about social media posts. And then there's also a free um, church website downloadable PDF audit that you can take your own website through just to see how well your website is doing. You can get all that and more over at smallchurch.media right now. And before I let you go, I want to remind you, make sure you share this episode with another small church that you know could benefit from this conversation. Leave a rating on Spotify, rating and review on Apple Podcasts. If I read on the show, I'll hook you up with a Starbucks gift card. But I hope you guys have a great week. Come back next week, same time, same place for another episode of the Small Church Media Podcast. The Small Church Media Podcast is a part of Mark Hyde Creative.